we're building features for kind of long-term investors. Um, and you know, the community again is a place that we we talk to customers on every single day on our forum, understand what they want. Hello and welcome to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal hosted by Blue Drop Studio co-founder Anna Rowinska and myself, Omar Juman. This podcast has one vision, and that is to educate, inform, and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand. Tune in and listen to us chat ideation, marketing, scaling, and everything in between with up-and-coming entrepreneurs, stakeholders, and investors in tech startups across the world. We'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. In this episode, we're speaking with Sam, head of social at Free Trade. Free Trade is a fintech startup, a commission-free stockbroker whose mission is to get everyone investing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship Podcast. Today we're talking with Sam from Free Trade. Thanks for joining us today, Sam. Um, how's it going? And uh, give us a little introduction into what it is you do over at Free Trade and uh, what you guys are about. Awesome. Thanks, Omar. Yeah. So um, I'm Sam. I'm the head of social here at Free Trade. Um, I joined the company just over one year ago. Uh, Free Trade is basically um, uh, an investing app for for a new a new audience. So we are a commission free uh, stockbroker, making it really simple to invest in the stock market. Uh, we have a an awesome mobile app and a, a kind of simple freemium business model. So we're kind of building out like a, a brand new kind of like a way for people to invest. Many of them for the first time. Wow. Awesome. And and how many um, users do you guys have at the moment? Yeah, so we actually have uh, close to 200,000 wow. uh, customers. Yeah, so I, I joined um, just over one year ago. I think we had around 15,000 customers at that point. Oh, my God. We were just about to launch the Android app. Uh, we were on iOS only. Uh, and we've really um, exploded over the past kind of 12 to 15 months. Um, it's been a very, very exciting time and a, a very exciting space to be in. I think in the UK. Yeah, incredible. I guess you can attribute some of that to the the social media activity then. <laughs> I hope I hope so. We we have an awesome community. I'm looking forward to sharing some stories with you about them today. Yeah. Direct correlation between joining the company and 200,000 users right over the years. Uh, it's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> e- easy to, easy to attribute. Easy to yeah. Attribute. <laughs> um awesome. So when you joined the company, um, you mentioned you know you guys were around uh, fifteen thousand users. Um, what stage of an investment were you guys at then, and, and have you guys had any other sort of rounds of investment since? Absolutely. So um, the the very beginning of free trade is is actually a really interesting story. I can even kind of kind of talk yeah, on definitely. that. Definitely. So our founder Adam uh, had worked in accounting for a number of years. Worked for KPMG. Um, he's from Canada originally. He moved to the UK and he didn't really find an investing app that kind of suited his needs. Mm. He wanted um, a platform, you know, basically a, a mobile app that was really quite enjoyable to use. It didn't have, uh, you know, expensive fees per trade and everything. And um, he, he basically set about creating his own app. So we actually spent the first, uh, Adam and the very early team spent the first couple of years really uh, becoming a fully regulated, uh, you know, stockbroker. So we have, you know, full permissions with the FCA and um, customer uh, money and investments are protected by FSCS, just like mm-hmm. your bank account. 
and we've really built the tech stack from the ground up as well. Awesome. So that's allowed us to really build like a really, really awesome app that people love using. And in terms of funding, um, we are, you know, primarily backed by our customers, our crowdfunding investors. So I think the first round was in 2016, potentially. Okay. It was like 150K, mm -hmm. very small amount, you know, less than 100 people or something. Kind of just allowed the company to, to start. Yeah. Uh, the following round, I think, was a couple of million. It went instantly. And it's really been those crowdfunding investors that have helped free trades grow through word of mouth. Um, we, yeah, we, we have over 10,000 investors. Um, last year we actually had a, a, an institutional round. So we had our series A, which is part of a 15 million round last year. And we, we have over $25 million in funding Cool. up to this point. And it's just, it's really awesome to, to, to raise from, you know, customers and, and other investors because we're an investing app and there's a, a really great alignment there. So, um. Yeah, it's been amazing. And the round this year was actually the fastest round in the UK. We we re, uh, raised seven million pounds in just uh, four or five days and we had to stop. We reached our max. Yeah, incredible. Um, so you mentioned uh, a lot of those investment rounds are actually crowdfunding related, which is really cool because, of course, you know, people seem to love the idea um, and they're willing to sort of put the money where the mouth is type of thing. And that's, that's incredible. Um, I think you know, speaking from a, a social media point of view, then what what sort of impact do you think your your social presence has has had towards you know the ability to be able to to raise funds via crowdfunding and and have you guys um, actually done any specific campaigns when you were crowdfunding or uh, how did that look mm -hmm. like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, community and social, you know, is is super super important for us. Um, you know, from the beginning, you know, we, we started with a few sort of uh, very enthusiastic early crowdfunders and, and they kind of told their friends and, and mm. that snowballed. You know, the, for, for us, social is, is a place to tell the story of, of the company and, um, you know, share what we're building, you know, share some kind of um, educational content as well. It's super, mm. super important. Um, and actually, you know, uh, tap into that word of mouth and kind of accelerate it. Um, share those stories from investors and um, it's really important for us to to kind of engage with people on a kind of daily basis and really yeah. share the story of what we're doing um, you know our our primary kind of like acquisition channel is is still kind of organic and word of mouth mm -hmm. um, and people you know share um, share free trade with their friends because they love using the app and they want they want to have new features and things like that so if we can kind of keep, take them on the journey and ask for feedback and ask what features they want. You know, that's, that's great for all of us because it accelerates that kind of word of mouth. So social is extremely busy for us. It's a lot of um, customer queries and stuff as well, but, but mainly people are just super, super excited to see what we're doing and we're all kind of on a journey together. So, um, yeah, cool. it's been, uh, yeah. So you mentioned that you, you joined um, a year ago. What did the internal structure look like, say, um, you know, when you guys had around 15,000 customers and, and how has that developed to, to now, you know, where you guys have substantially, you know, more customers? Um, have you guys increased, I mean, maybe hired in new departments you didn't have before? Um, what did the, the marketing team look like when you joined? Yeah, absolutely. So the marketing team today is, I think, five or six people. There was only two or three of us uh, a year ago or something. Um, 
the other parts of the business were kind of smaller as well, of course. Engineering mm-hmm. has always been, will always be, I'm sure, uh, our, our biggest uh, area because, you yeah. know, we're a tech company. Um, but yeah, the marketing team was just two or three of us. We were, and we still are, you know, rolling our sleeves up and getting everything done. Uh, I'd say we've built out probably our capabilities across the channels. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a really awesome kind of growth marketing vertical uh, with, you know, a couple of engineers, a, a product manager and a, a sort of growth marketing um, lead. And that's that's um, the part of the, the company that deals with our, builds out our kind of referral program, which is, yeah. which is amazing and a big driver for us, the free mm-hmm. share program. So that's been a big, big area of focus to kind of improve that. And there's a lot of um, improvements coming to that to make it easier for people to invite friends, which obviously then uh, helps us grow. Uh, the other parts of the business, yeah, we've, we've doubled down on engineering as well. Uh, hiring is a, is a challenge for us. There are you know a lot of amazing companies in London, but I think from the beginning, we have had a lot of people that really love using our app and mm. actually get in touch. My, myself included, I was a, a, an early customer. I was approached for a, a role here, but I loved using the app. And, and so I, I think a lot of us have come from the place of being a, maybe an early customer or investor as well. Um, but yeah, we're doubling down and kind of, I would say, developing specialisms. So we have a, a content team with you know a growing number of, of people in here who are hiring for writers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the social team will expand as we expand across Europe as well, which I can touch on later. And so, yeah, I would say we're kind of, you know, doubling down on those areas where we we need to kind of um, ramp up, you know, to to accelerate customer growth. So definitely growth, marketing, content and engineering. Cool. And of course, operations as well, because we have a lot of customers to talk to every day. Yeah. So been a, big, <laughs> a big growth area for 200, us. 200,000 people. Yeah, it's a lot of people to, to yeah. sort of manage uh, queries from. Um, incredible. So I, I really like the fact that, you know, a bunch of the the team members actually came from uh, potentially being customers themselves, and you know had some form of involvement with the brand. Um, I think that's that's super strong, and that that really allows you to build out like a very strong team that's aligned with the vision and the goals, um, as well as adding, I guess, some diversity within the team, bringing in new ideas, especially looking at it from that customer point of view. Um, so, in terms of um, like reviewing how people use the app because there's been such a and i guess this is more of a product question but there's been such a massive growth over the past year for you guys mm-hmm. how many um iterations of the product have there been did you guys are you constantly you know surveying customers reviewing the data seeing how people interact with certain sections within the app um, and making changes based on that or or is this like a, a staggered um maybe you know uh, an occasional sprint that for example i mean in january you might send out a survey work on those improvements wait a quarter or two and then improve it again how does that work over at free trade yeah absolutely so this is this is super this is this is core to what we're doing so mm-hmm. you know from from the very beginning we you know we are building a, an app for long-term investing so we you know constantly talk to customers and understand what they want but at the same time, you know, we're not building a day trading app or something like that. This is a an app that's really um, built for long term investors, and those core features, you know, have always been um, to be able to to buy and sell a share, you know, as simply as possible, to understand your balance, to be able to 
browse companies um, and things like that, the, ba the basic kind of features. Um, so, so really, we, we understand what those are. And, you know, because we've been building this for, for two or three years, it's a daily thing. So we yeah. look at the data every single day. We look at a net promoter score and, and, and understand what people want to see. Uh, generally, it's been things like more stocks or, um, you know, faster top up experience and things. So, you know, we I suppose it's about finding a balance between building things that, uh, you know, people want to see on their app and also mm -hmm. things that are kind of feasible for us. You know, there are costs involved on adding things like Apple Pay and Google Pay. Some things we have to limit. Mm -hmm. but um which we do have those features on there but yeah we're, we're building features for like kind of long-term investors um and you know the, the community again is a place that we we talk to customers on every single day on our forum understand what they want um and you know if, if we can't add a certain type of security or something we'll be very transparent about that and, and um and share why but yeah we, we look at this every day and you know, for us, the, the core metrics are kind of monthly active investors. Mm. So we look at that kind of core metric every day and try and understand, you know, why people are um, opening the app, what they're doing, and try and kind of try, try and kind of stimulate that so people are kind of using the app uh, in a kind of healthy way. Um, cool. But yeah, is that, there's is a that long... Like up, yeah. Is that up on the wall and like a big screen, yeah. just that number? Yeah, yeah, we moved yeah. in. Exactly, yeah, we moved. I mean, right now I'm just looking over, you know, the, there's no one else in the office and <laughs> the screens are, are off. But yeah, absolutely, the, the data's there. We're, you know, looking at it every single day. Cool. Um, and, and understanding, you know, uh, what's what's driving that usage of the app. I think that's, and, that's actually yeah. a really cool thing is to... I mean, this this sounds so obvious, but to, to really identify that North Star metric and just put it on the wall for everyone in the office to see, you know, I think it goes it goes a long way. And um, we've seen that with a, a few of the startups we work we've worked with, and it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice way of, of doing it, you know, making sure everyone sort of has that figure at the the top of their mind all the time, you yeah. know, and it's a really cool thing. Um, all right, awesome. So one one other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the brand. And I'm sure Anna probably yeah. has a, a few more questions based around this um, before we dive slightly deeper into sort of marketing tactics and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you guys have a really cool brand um, and, you know, it definitely stands out in the investment space. Um, I know there's, there's a couple of other competitors um, and, and I'm not sure how closely um, some of those guys are, in competition with you, for example, companies like eToro, um, which also have a relatively interesting brand. But um, you know, how did you guys go about developing that brand, um, and and what did it look like when you joined, and has it changed over the past year? Yeah, exactly. So the, the brand is um, is an awesome brand to work with. You know, from a marketing point of view, it's it's great. Uh, from a visual point of view, it's very fresh and modern and fun. And from a, a kind of tone of voice, which we always continue improving and building out, you know, we're very, uh, how can I say, you know, we, we take our job as a stockbroker extremely seriously. You know, we, we are fully authorized and everything, but we don't think investing should be boring, right? Mm. You know, it's, it's actually like super, super interesting when you start to look at the stories and what's happening out there. These are all companies that we're using every day and there's, there's tons of stories there yeah. to share. Um, but yeah, from a brand point of view, we worked with an awesome agency called Koto, uh, based here in London. Um, cool. 
they've done some really great stuff uh, over the years. Uh, I worked with them in my previous job as well, but they basically uh, worked with us to develop the brand. Um, and yeah, that, that brand is, is very um, fresh and, and visually eye-catching um, and kind of lends itself well to, to our tone of voice as well. Um, so we are trying to, I suppose, uh, appeal to, well, we're trying to really differentiate from, you know, the kind of stockbrokers who are maybe typically in blue or red, mm-hmm. something like that. And, and, you know, um, that comes through from a marketing point of view, but also from a product point of view as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. And that lends itself very well to the tone of voice as well and kind of having a kind of fun, playful tone of voice. Cause although, although investing is um, something that contains risks, you know, it shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be stuffy and boring. And I think that's probably deterred a lot of people, right. From kind of probably kind of like, um, you know, millennial kind of age from investing because they're kind of intimidated by it mm. and we're breaking down those barriers from a kind of visual and written point of view. Yes, I mean, it, the, the brand identity you guys have is, is excellent. And um, so when you worked with the studio, um, was that just at the beginning of the sort of the journey of the company or did that professional, let's call it branding, came in somewhere halfway? Yeah, so this happened before I joined. I believe it probably happens maybe two and a half years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an early version of the Free Trade logo um, before the product went live. Um, but we this was all pre-product, so the, the product has always been um, with the, the current brand, which we always evolve and, and play with with our awesome uh, design team. But yeah, the, the product launched with with the uh, the current brands, let's say, uh, just over a year ago. Great. Um, and I, I need to ask, so in terms of the color, it's a very strong and uh, and very bold color in that space. So in terms of the audience um, and your users, um, obviously pink can be uh, sort of very much related to the feminine side. So is that mm-hmm. reflected in your audience or is that completely not true? Yeah. So, I mean, awesome. being com- yeah, yeah, being completely honest. So actually, for, first of all, we call the pink uh, freedom pink. Okay. Nice. It's the, it's the specific shade of pink. Um, but yeah, it, you know, uh, honestly, the the investing space has been, I guess, you know, seen as a kind of like male, you know, arena, right? Kind of trader, Wolf of Wall Street type yeah. of <laughs> type of thing, and it absolutely you know, isn't that for us, you know, it's all, it's about long-term investing for us. Um, and um, one of the things we definitely want to uh, be part of is, you know, uh, getting more women into investing because, because, you know, maybe it's a, a cultural thing. In fact, there are, there are lots of, uh, you know, uh, things to look at in this space, right? Cultural, um, social kind of things around money and, and things like that. Uh, but you know, ultimately, as a as a company, we can, you know, uh, make our products accessible and and less kind of intimidating and and definitely, I guess, appealing for anyone really. Uh, the 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 kind of makeup of our audience is definitely still uh, much more towards um, male users. But we, you know, every every month, I'd say that that divide is is becoming less and less and. We have a lot of female investors, you know, amazing investors and community members that are kind of spreading the word and everything. And 
that's definitely an area we want to look at. And you know, our app is is awesome. You know, it's it's won awards and everything, but it, there's more to it than just that. I think it's it's kind of like an education piece around investing, and um, there's a, a lot of things we want to do in this area. But um, yeah, it's uh, I, I think compared to other fintechs and investing apps, we're probably doing quite well with kind of female investors. Great. And um, there's one more thing that really jumps out on me, and um, especially looking at your Instagram feed. So um, I can really see it's sort of the evolution of the icons, let's say, of the, the illustrations that you guys have. So at the moment, yeah. especially in the stories, you've got this beautiful set of uh, graded sort of pink slash purple uh, graphics. And then if you sort of go below, you can see that they start at a certain point. Yes. Um, so is that because your team, your creative team in house grew at that stage or was that um, a project that you worked on with an agency? Yeah, this is in house. So we have a, an awesome illustrator um, called Sean um, who joined us probably at the beginning of this year when you can start to see those illustrations. And um, yeah, uh, Sean's work is, is awesome. Um, he, he loves illustrating and everything and and um, it's, it's part of how where we want to take the brand really you know it's about storytelling and doing things in an interesting way and uh, you know every week we we send um, a kind of long-form blog on Saturday mornings called the weekend reads which has really grown over the last kind of years so uh, Sean always accompanies that with a really lovely illustration just to kind of um, showcase the story of that that company um, and yeah, you know, from a visual point of view, again, investing should be boring, right? It's about telling the stories of amazing companies, um, you know, around the world. And, and you know, illustration is a nice way to kind of bring that to life. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm glad you like those. We, we also love them. And, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they our, are great. It seems our followers do as well. So. <laughs> Yeah. And that, that's actually my next question. So is there, have you guys noticed or is there a way for you to sort of compare maybe the engagement rates or, you know, any other metrics uh, before and after the new illustration set was uh, created and, you know, actively used in, in, the, in the communications? Have you seen an increase in engagement or? Um, yeah, that's, that's, like that? that's a really good question. So I think our overall engagement has increased a lot over the last um, while as we've kind of grown and, and the kind of excitement around the brand um, has grown. From an illustration point of view, we've tried various things. You know, we've tried to incorporate it in different ways. We've tried animation. So uh, yeah, we, we are constantly uh, changing the way we we use the illustrations to kind of increase engagement. Uh, so we've, we've kind of been sharing, you know, short form versions of blogs and stuff like that, kind of led with an illustration uh, as well as kind of standalone. We find it works quite well with an accompanying piece of content because um, mm -hmm. I think really something that's important on social is just giving value to your followers right there. Uh, you know, uh, well, we don't have swipe up on stories because we need 10K followers anyway. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it, honestly, you know, a link in bio is great. But if you give value right there and then, that's awesome. And that's, that's like, you know, why people are going to follow you. So I think we're trying to do more to kind of, um, yeah, create that content there and then on on the feeds, on Instagram or wherever it might be. And illustrations are a nice way of doing that, uh, drawing some attention to that. Awesome. You said that, so you do like a, a weekly blog, like a long form blog that pushes out on the weekends. Um, has That's, I assume, solidified itself as like a, a very recurring and, and consistent campaign um, over the quarters. So 
you know, what other um, campaigns or specific campaigns have you guys put out that you've seen, you know, really good results from or, or that you, you think has a very good impact on, on the company? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I have to talk about the crowdfunding campaigns as, yeah. as kind of, you know, a, a great um, marketing campaign as well, we think anyway. Uh, not only did we raise the funds, I guess, from a business point of view, but it's it's just been a great way to kind of um, attract more kind of uh, uh, investors, basically, yeah. to the app as well. And, you know, I think the way that we've done those campaigns is like super kind of transparent. We, you know, this one was really interesting because we were in our bedrooms, basically, right? We were stuck at home and we had to do everything kind of virtually. So I think transparency is at the core of what we do, but like everyone kind of says that, but mm -hmm. actually making yourself available is like really kind of proving that you're, you're there. So I think that campaign was awesome. You know, we did a, a series of Zoom calls um every week i think a couple of times a week we, we even invited our board members kind of you know distinguished uh investors and stuff like that um onto those calls and and made ourselves available for the community um which i think was really quite appreciated and was that so i think was that a campaign yeah. where um as a, a customer i could just take part in one of the zoom calls and ask any questions that i wanted or yeah Exactly. Yeah. So we, we kind of took some questions before and kind of um, asked people to upload those. Mm -hmm. But we also took some live questions. And yeah, it was open to anyone. I think we had hundreds on, on those calls. Wow. We even reached our max on Zoom and had to actually uh, upgrade because <laughs> we hit 300 on one of them. Yeah. People people were locked out, including, including somebody from our uh, VC firm, I believe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, those campaigns have been awesome. You know, other campaigns really that have been hugely successful are... Um, really around the, the app and what we're building. So, you know, we, we have a, a Christmas list campaign every year where we, we kind of have that um, bunch of features that people really, really want. And we, we kind of work up, um, work up towards those. Um, we, we would like to do a lot more, you know, we, we haven't done, I would say campaign campaigns mm -hmm. quite yet. We're still relatively small. And we, the way that we do things at Free Trade is kind of scrappier. So we, we tell the story every day and um you know build that out the, the other type of campaign that has been very successful is the free share uh, program uh, so that's an ongoing um referral uh mechanism where you can invite a friend and then both get a free share which is awesome because people get a free share from a company they don't know about and they start to learn about different companies and industries and um, we've also run that quite successfully on uh, with some paid campaigns so sign up to get a free share for a brand mm -hmm. new customer that's been quite successful and actually you know the customer acquisition costs have been kept relatively low um, because people are referring a friend yeah um and so we don't have to go out there and spend tons of money on kind of paid media we, we do have an awesome head of paid and we're, we're building out some campaigns there but it, it won't be like our primary source of uh acquisition yeah okay uh, so so really word of mouth uh, organic uh referral and then a, a small part of paid is, is kind of how we do that that's that's super interesting actually um the fact that organic and, and non-paid activity is really paying off um i think it's, it's such a driving factor for growth at the moment if you're able to crack that referral mechanic you know it really supplements the growth of the whole company um really nicely so 
you mentioned that you have a head of paid and of course your head of social. So how does that internal structure look like in the, from the marketing department? And I know um, you also mentioned you've got like a, a growth focused vertical um, with like a team based around there. So what does the, the internal structure look like? And, and also do you ever work with external partners or is it always kept in house? Yeah, absolutely. So the marketing team right now, the, the growth marketing structure, if you like, so we have our CMO, co-founder Victor uh, myself head of social and kind of working across organic we have uh, an amazing content writer the author of the weekend reads we have Sean our amazing illustrator um, we have Lena who's head of paid uh, Renata leads the growth vertical mm-hmm. so that's the kind of marketing team a couple of those members are also on the growth vertical mm-hmm. with um, engineering and product as well so I guess we have yeah, we have people kind of owning those three channels, organic, paid, and referral. Mm-hmm. Um, we also work very closely with customer ops um, as well. But yeah. in terms of, you know, content and, and kind of like marketing and stuff, like everything so far is kind of produced in-house. Mm. Um, there, you know, there may be time to rework with external um, partners, but for now we're kind of doing most of that in-house. Um and we are hiring a lot right now, actually. I think there's four or five roles Incredible. at the moment. So we're, we're going to be um, hiring for SEO, for uh, a web design role to kind of, uh, I guess, take our kind of online our website our organic to the next level from an acquisition point of view. Um, we're also going to be hiring for a couple of roles to lead our rollout in France and Germany. Oh, so wow. we're going to be launching. Yeah, we're going to be launching across Europe in the next uh, few months. Yeah, France and Germany will be the first two countries there. So we're going to be hiring for a kind of community builder for each of those markets. It'll be based here in London, with some travel, I guess, when we're able to. Um, but yeah, to develop out those those um, communities. I mean, that's how we did it in the UK. We have the playbook. Uh, those countries are kind of underserved from a kind of commission free investing app point of view. Okay, and they are huge markets. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, millions of kind of uh, millennial, let's say, invest potential investors in those markets, and, and we have actually waiting lists in those countries, and and really demand from people like on our on our community. Yeah, brilliant. Want to see the product? Yeah, I think that that leads us nicely onto the next question. So, um, like roadmap and and what's on the the plan and the agenda for the the future moving forward for free trade? I mean, of course, you've just mentioned you know expanding into Europe. Um, so what, have, what does that look like for you guys? Absolutely, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of uh, exciting <laughs> stuff coming up. Uh, probably the, uh, well, one of the most exciting things and actually something we've been working on with our design agency, Goto, uh, recently is our premium account. So mm-hmm. from the very beginning of free trade, um, we've always kind of shared our um, plans for revenue, right? So obviously that's what it's all about, growing a sustainable business. Um, our core kind of revenue stream so so we have a freemium pricing model so we will always have a basic account which is free and that's currently available for everyone instant trades uh, everything that's there right now we we have an isa which is three pounds per month uh, so that was shipped uh, about over a year ago mm-hmm. uh, but the upcoming exciting uh, account will be our premium account uh, free trade plus which will launch in the next few months uh, price point to be determined, but that's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to feature some kind of 
other uh, going to have some other features that people want to want to have in their apps, slightly more advanced, uh, potentially a larger stock universe, and and some extra features and BIs are roll, uh, rolled into that as well. So that's going to be very very exciting. Um, another thing is going to be fractional UK shares. So you okay. can currently we launched fractional US shares a couple of months ago. So you can buy. 50 quid's worth of a share in Tesla instead mm. of having to pay 700 pounds or whatever it's at right now. Um, so that's going to be coming to the UK. Um, every week at the moment, we're adding about 100 new stocks and ETFs. Wow. Uh, so we're going to continue to do that. Uh, we're going to launch across Europe, as I mentioned there, uh, France and Germany, um, Ireland and Netherlands as well are going to be the next set of markets um, that we're working on there. Uh, there's going to be some improvements to your top-up experience. So we're going to be, uh, I don't want to spoil this too much, but we're going to be making it much, much easier to top-up your account with some open banking integrations sure. there. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, that's that's the kind of main things that we're working on. There'll be some smaller things. So people always want to have access to a bit more data there around the companies, you know, maybe see if a company is paying dividends or, uh other other kind of things so we will add those things but we we don't want to rush out features you know we want to build this with a clear view to kind of building an app for long-term investors yeah um and so yeah we will build out uh things you know uh, as fast as we can but also to make sure that they are really awesome and working well yeah and we've tested those obviously um and it makes it easier because we own our full kind of tech stack really yeah, that's that's so, brilliant. Yeah, we launched our kind of proprietary sort of tech platform, so that's going to be going to be making things easier. But yeah, there's a lot coming up. I'm really excited about the premium account, and hopefully, staff get a free free version yeah. of that. I haven't, <laughs> haven't asked the boss yet, but um, yet to I would say probably otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, that and just before um, sort of we move to wrap up the show, then. So of course, you're head of social over at Free Trade and. Um, I imagine your day-to-day is pretty much encapsulates the whole um, landscape within social. So for for anyone who's listening, um, who's involved with social for growing a a tech app or or a a startup, um, what are some of the the nuggets of information you could leave for them just to maybe, I guess, advise them to be aware of certain things or make sure to watch out for others? Is is there anything you could uh, drop on the audience? Yeah, there's there's a lot a lot of uh, a lot of things I've learned in in my career so far. I guess I think the first thing you know, if I was kind of launching a brand or something, you, you really got to tap into the conversation around people uh, that are, have that problem you're trying to solve or or kind of early users. You know, there's nothing worse than just kind of pushing out content and just ex- just kind of hoping for engagement. Um, you know, so could I ask? Converse, yeah. Um, sorry. So when you say tapping in, just to dive into that, is that like going out there and and finding where those conversations are on social and engaging with them and actually commenting and becoming yeah. part of the conversation? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, I think so. And that could mean you focus on one or two channels, right? Yeah. For us, Twitter is is the biggest channel. Instagram is growing a lot, uh, and LinkedIn is a kind of separate thing, which is is quite big for us as well. But, you know, you have to find out where your customers are hanging out, basically, online. Yeah. Um, you know, something I, I always think about is kind of just treating social almost like it's kind of real life or uh, offline. That is you know, a, a social finding, thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you, if you're at a party or something, you wouldn't just kind of start talking about yourself without, you know, like listening to people or asking questions and 
like talking to people you think might be interested in what you have to say. So it's kind of yeah. about the same principles, really. Bringing those onto the social networks and, and having conversations and asking questions, right? You, there's nothing stopping you asking questions. You're going to learn a lot by doing that. Um, and yeah, I would focus on that and forget about, you know, uh, trying to do too much, you know, uh, I, I, would, I would focus on like trying to have conversations really and tapping into, you know, what are you building? What kind of problem are you solving with your product? And where are those people venting their frustrations or kind of sharing their own tips? I, I'll do a, I'll do a plug here for our kind of uh, roles that are available. So if you check out, uh, just search for free trade careers. I think we're hiring over 20 roles right now. Uh, there's quite a few in my team in marketing. So if anyone wants to kind of hit me up um, directly, just uh, DM me, Sam Poulain, P-O-U-L-L-A-I-N, or just, just send us a DM on, on social or yeah, apply directly. But we're, we're hiring a lot and um, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. So a massive thank you to Free Trade for speaking to us. You can find them online at freetrade.io or follow them on social at freetrade. You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and bluedropstudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rowinska and at Omar K. Juman. If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at bluedropstudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.